podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Cop Update for Tuesday, the 11th of January, <coughs> excuse me, on the LFC Day Trippers. Um, a, a bit to get through today, a bit to get through today. If you have anything that you've seen in the news or the media or online, social media, whatever it is, throw it in the chat and we'll absolutely try to have a talk about it in the next 20 to 30 minutes, if that's okay. Um, if you're in here and you're watching, fair play to you, hit the like button. Um, if you haven't subscribed already, do so. Um, we're putting out loads and loads of good content um, nearly every day of the week at this stage. And if you have a share button there, hit the share button and share it across your social media. Um, Garrett McDonald says, Goldbridge already has a video up saying Salad to leave Liverpool. Yeah, um, okay, Mark, whatever. Um but let's talk about um, the false positives. Let's start with the false positives. So um, Jurgen Klopp made a comment at the weekend after the Shrewsbury game where he said, look, we've had a tough week. Um, you know, we had to close the training centre down. Um, everybody had to leave. We had to do so many tests. Um, we had so many X amount of positives. Um, then a low came back that they were false positives. And, you know, um, he said it was a tough week. Talk none of it. Went, went about his business. And the uproar over this is absolutely um, unbelievable. Uh, Ghost of Sparta says, Gavo tried your spice burger omelette. Game changer. It really is, Ghost. <laughs> it really is, man. I'm delighted. Uh, the six, I have six spice burgers in the fridge here, but um, it, it's heartburn central. Um, so, um, yeah, just go easy on them. They are deadly, but go easy on them. Gary McDonald says the quiz uh, last night was great. The boys will take some beating. Yeah, they were on top form, weren't they? They've they done really well to get 70 five percent plus of the answers right was really 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 good mega mccallion is in um red steve is in Beijan is in there's loads of people in so if you're in and you're watching as i said smash the like button as you go um but anyway the false positives Jurgen Klopp makes makes that comment after the shrewsby game and and the, the the outcry over it is unbelievable and i just can't i just can't get over how liverpool are being lashed out with this for being so transparent Clubs beforehand have closed training grounds, said nothing, said they can't play. That's it. Nobody said anything. Um, like the other day, Leicester make, Leicester come out and say they've 17 players missing. And when you list 16 of them, they're all injured. There's no, they haven't said you have COVID. Um, you know, and it seems that that just passes. And now it's Liverpool and it's like, oh, they should, they should forfeit the game. They should, you know, they should forfeit this, they should forfeit that. Um, like just just a little thing. This came from Simon Hughes' article to say they might be investigating. Now the EFL have said that there won't be an investigation um, because they were working alongside the EFL and Arsenal. And I presume the Premier League might have had a say or had a word about it. The, the, um, the FA would have had a word about it, um, and medical experts would have had a word about it. Liverpool were um, going about the protocol, got these got these positives and went to the EFL or wherever they needed to go to, went through the process over the space of 24 to 48 hours, got told what to do and done it. And then Klopp comes back and went, there's a load of false, false positives. Like nobody's turning around going, who's testing this? Who is doing this and making these false positives come back? Let's look at the, the protocols and the actual, the way things are done rather than just going Klopp, Liverpool, blah, 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 blah. Um, as I said before, you can always question it and you can always say, what's going on there? But then when you get to, when you get to, to what's happened, 
surely people turn around and go, oh, well, look, that's what's happened. Um, Liverpool aren't doing the tests. Liverpool aren't producing the tests. Um, Noel Mullen says, hello, all. Fourth time to be able to join the chat. I've been listening to the Day Tripper since the fourth show. Good man, Noel. Um, and you're very, very welcome. Um, Chris Brack is enjoying the fume. Um, independent lab confirmed the fourth set of positive cases. So just to let you know, this came from Simon Hughes' article where he said there may be an investigation. And when you looked into it a bit deeper, um, basically this is what it said. The first, the first round involving the use of lateral flow device, LFD tests, highlighted a number of positive cases. The second round involving a use of uh, polymerase, polymer, I might have that wrong, chain reaction, PCR, test Tests carried out by an independent laboratory also highlighted a number of positive cases. But a third round of tests indicated that the players in question were in fact negative. Liverpool did not comment when asked to confirm this this and to explain when the results of the tours set were revealed. Well, I'm presuming the tours set were revealed probably late last week. But all of a sudden, you have people saying, Liverpool have done this on purpose, Klopp has got his mini break, Klopp has got this, Klopp has got that. And... You know, he's basically tried to avoid Arsenal in a League Cup semi-final. That's all he's done. It's the only game he's missed. He's had to put out a team at the weekend. Um, Stu Max says, can Gav replace Chris Whitty? A lot better crack with medical messaging. I, I don't know who Chris Whitty is, so I don't I don't really know. Um, Barry Devney says, Simon News article was rubbish today. No investigation. No, there won't be any investigation. But but this is what I'm, I'm trying to say. Like, By all means, question what's going on. But when you get the explanation, especially when it's such a transparent one, you have to take it as that's what it is. And I don't understand how, like, put it this way. If a month ago sports came out and said, we're closing down the training ground and here's the information. We got this, we got this, we got this. And this is what happened. This is the protocol that was followed. And it probably was the protocol that was followed with sports. It's done and dusted. There's actually less made of what happened with Spurs and Manchester United closing training grounds and having games called off with no information than Liverpool having one game called off, right? With loads of information. You know what I mean? It, it just makes... It's just it's just ridiculous. Garrett McDonald says, um, the EFL will not investigate Liverpool after the postponement of the game against Arsenal was put down to false COVID positives. Arsenal were also in these discussions. Remember that. Arsenal were part of it. Arsenal knew what was going on every step of the way and made the agreement to change um, the first leg around and stuff like that. Um, are these questioning Leicester this vigorously, said Alex? I don't know. I don't know. All I've seen on the Leicester side is that Leicester against... Everton, which was meant to go ahead at Goodison, I think, tonight, has been called off. And when you've when you seen the list of Leicester players, and they're being up front with who they're missing, that's no problem. They're being up front with who they're missing. But when you read them all, it's just a lot of injuries. It's a shitload of injuries. Um, but having said that, that, we're just going on the information that we're given. If it, was, if, if it was a bit more transparent, it may work. But having said that, the more transparent you are, particularly in Liverpool's case, you get lashed out of it. You get lashed out of it. Um, Leicester played Watford with a decent squad a, a day later they call off the Everton game saying COVID injuries etc the reason has been swept under the carpet again listen what Leicester are doing or what United or what sports are doing is what they're doing right we can only we can only go on what the information we're given okay when it comes to Liverpool Liverpool have been very 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 um, transparent from the start who had COVID who tested positive who would miss games you know um, the training grounds being closed down because of A, B and C okay Klopp comes out with the weekend and says it was closed down it was a tough week this happened this happened this happened here's all the stages and we all know who was involved in the discussions 
and that's it. That's it. You know what I mean? Um, we are Liverpool, Gav. That's where we get criticised for. I just can't understand it. Like, I, and I don't want to see this happen. But if, if something happens to a Premier League team next week where they go through the same process as Liverpool, okay, the same process, the same um, clarity on, on everything, okay, the same transparency, the same amount of information, will that club be getting the treatment that Liverpool are getting at the moment? And people will say, oh, here they go again with their, with their you know, um, their victim thing. And it's not that. It's just, it's simply, you have all the information in front of you. It, it's over. You know, I've seen Arsenal fans saying today, Liverpool should be, it should be a 3 0 winter Arsenal the first from, from last week. And this should be the second leg. Um, we've seen this happen. We've seen that happen to teams. When? We haven't seen anything happen to teams over COVID. We haven't seen a thing happen to any team. No team has had points deducted. No teams have been, you know, the, the only thing you could say is some teams were made to play when they probably had a, a, had an argument not to play. I'm thinking Leeds in particular. But, when it was looked at, Leeds was a shitload of injuries. They had got some COVID, but it was a shitload of injuries. That was the problem, right? The COVID numbers from Liverpool have been out there from the very start. And I just can't understand how, you know, when it comes to Liverpool, why is this always the case? Well, like, why is it just, like, now, don't get me wrong. It could be a lot of people, just a lot of Arsenal fans getting upset, like, because they seem desperate to play the weakest side they can find. Now, this is the same Arsenal fans that were telling you last week they'd beat Liverpool starting 11 anyway. You know, the sort of way. Um, and, that the pressure's absolutely heaped on them now because if they don't get out of the semi-final into a final and win it, they will remain, they will go through for this again for the season. And top four has to be their target. And they'll try to talk themselves into the fact that top four isn't their target. And they're, you know, they're in progression under uh, Arteta. Um, Lee Gunnar speaks on this and he speaks on about how much he spent and how many players are actually his. So it's one of those. But listen, we won't go on too long about it. Um, I've wasted 10 minutes on that when we shouldn't really, but uh, the only... I'm trying my best not to bite on this and it might look like that's a fucking stupid thing to say because you've spent 10 minutes talking about it. But when it comes to the social media and stuff, I'm not even answering people on it because I'm like, look, I'm only entertaining something that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Trent is positive. Yeah, Trent is a positive case and he's out, you know, and there's other players that are positive and they might be back, um, but they might not be. We don't know because we don't know actually. The one thing we don't know is how many positives they had last week. How many of those came back still positive or came back as look at the false positive? You know what I mean? Um so it's it's one of those. So we, we just we leave it at that as well. Um moving on to Jurgen or not Jurgen Klopp, moving on to Mohammed Salah. Um we we've seen oh look, we've seen um some quotes and you're gonna this is gonna come out during the African nations, you're just gonna have to, to deal with it. Um uh, TJ says it's league owner type of fans complaining. Uh, he had a big, he had massive complaints last week. I went on to a show with him, and by the end of it, we more or less agreed that yeah, they're following, um, they're following the proper protocol. Um, Mo Salah, um, someone said there that Mark Aubridge has a, a, a video up already saying um, Mo Salah to leave Liverpool. I'm, I'm, I'd love to know where he's getting that information. But what I would say is that. These quotes, the timing of Mark Gray, a bit like Lukaku last week, but you're going to get it showing the African nations. It's as simple as that. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The quote is, here's the quote. I'll read it out to you, okay? Um, they know what I want. I'm not asking for crazy stuff. I've been here for my, for, for five years now. I know the club very well. I love the fans. The fans love me. But with the administration, they have been told the situation. It's in their hands. Okay? Um, I would consider that a little bit worrying. I'm going to be honest. I would consider that a little bit worrying. Because um, if that's a genuine quote, which I believe it is, because where I took the quote from, don't usually go with, just let's throw this quote up and see what happens. They're not like that. Um and it's, I hate when I see stuff like this because it's basically thrown balls into into other, into the opposition court. And when you're doing that and you're doing this in, in, in public, it, it looks like you're angling and you're positioning yourself for an outcome that you feel might happen, i.e. a contract's not signed. Now, I've said it, um, Barry Devney says Salah's quotes are nothing new, to be honest. Yeah, it does feel like a bit of a rehash. It does. They're slightly different. Um, he said the same last month as the reclaimer. He did. 100%. It feels like a bit of a rehash. I will I will say that. But the timing of them isn't great. They're slightly different to the quotes I think that we read probably three or four weeks ago. And I'm starting to get a little bit worried. And I've said this going months back, that once you clear January and you're into 18 months, don't worry about the year left, because the year left, I think the decision will be made before then. But I think we're in a window now where Liverpool have five months to sort this out. And the longer we get into that five months. I think um I think it's it's a little bit worrying. Kev says it's a quote from an interview done back in November, apparently. There are always quotes done in the past. It's the timing of them when they come out. And you know, you won't see Liverpool make any comment on it. You probably won't see his representatives make any comment on it. They'd be quite happy for it to get out there. Um but Regardless of when they were made and when they're out, we're still sitting on the 11th of January with no contracts on it. That's it. You know, Liverpool, if they're, if they're not willing to pay Salah what, what they, he thinks he's worth, um, it's, um, it's the, it's the hill FSG will die on, in my opinion. Um, Arsenal for life says Liverpool should be punished. Tell me what way they should be punished. You can tell me now why Liverpool should be punished over this. Um, I will absolutely have the conversation with you, Arsenal for life. But just coming back to Salah, um, yeah, you still have to look at a timeline. And if they're not willing to pay him what 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 he thinks he's worth and what his representatives thinks he's worth and what a lot of people around the world thinks he's worth, he's the best player on the planet um, for me at the moment. Um, the chances are they look to cash in on him come the summer. Now, I'm not saying they will. This is not me telling you they will. This is not me telling you I think they will. I'm just putting the situation out there, putting the, the scenarios out there. And for me, it's regardless of what's being said, not said, um, posturing, wherever it is, um, it's still the 11th of January and we're still haven't got a contract signed. Now, five months is a long time in football to get things right, but the closer it gets to that, the more you'll have other clubs bouncing off and going, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. You know, you have a year left and look, if, if people think that other clubs don't talk to their representatives with 18 months left, with two years left, um, don't be, don't be fooling yourself. It's, it's one of those. Um, but look, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but at the moment, Salah's not being, um, not being, uh, not being signed. The contract's not done. And a lot of people think that January it will be announced as, you know, 
oh, here we go. Um, this is our signing for January. And it may well be. It may well be. Um, if Mo doesn't sign by the summer, would you cash in, Gav? Um, asks Shawnee. Um, it's a difficult one. It really is a difficult one. I don't ever want to see him leave Liverpool. Not not in the years he's in at the moment. Not in his prime. Not like this, no. Um, but it's a business at the end of the day. And I'm sure there's people um, way more... Um, engrossed in that business than me that would make that decision but um, it'd be madness absolute madness like the money you pay Salah over four years or five years um, will total probably 80 million quid um, it'll cost you it'll cost you double that um, it'll cost you double that to, to replace him and add wages on top and stuff like that you know like when you see Erling Haaland is walking around and it looks like a quarter of a billion pound deal um, and is he of the standard of Salah he's very very good don't get me wrong but is he of the standard of Salah? What player out there gives you what Salah gives you? And how much will it cost? That's how much. That's what kind of you have to ask yourself. Um, Luis Diaz talk won't go away, um, just to let you know. Um, it's been reported that he has um, told of his desire to play in England. That has come out over the last couple of days across a couple of um, Portuguese um, publications. And then it's been reported in England, I think, um, one of the one of the rags, one of the red tops have have, um, have reported that. But apparently um, he has said of his desire to play in England. Reports say Liverpool are prepared to pay up to £58 million from him. But Porto um, and their manager have publicly said that they want to keep him. Um, now, I don't know. Um, I, that's just, look, they're not going to say they don't want to keep him. They're not going to change. They're not going to change their, um, their bargaining position. Um, I know I've, I've read, and even in this chat, people have informed me that, um, um that, you know, he, he has a buyout clause and there. They have some financial difficulty. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But at the moment, his name won't go away. Um, it's still in the news. This new, this is the next step. Usually, oh, he wants to play in England. Then there's a figure put on it of what Liverpool are willing to pay. Then Porter will tell you that they want him to stay. Then you have in the background, you know, how their financial difficulties, um, where, you know, what their what their targets are for the season with regards to domestic. I think they're um, are they out? They're out of Europe, aren't they? Are they are they out of Europe or they're probably going into the Europa? Um, so it's it's always posturing, it's always different things come from different spaces. There is not um, anything solid on this, but it's just a name that won't go away and we're getting more reports and that's what I'm here to tell you and that's why I'm here every day just to come in and go, listen, that's what's being said, make of it what you will, let me know what you think. Barry Devney says the Kunde links are very odd. Yeah, that was from yesterday and yeah, they are. Um, Garrett McDonald asked our portal in a bit of a financial hole. It looks like they are. I haven't looked into it in a massive way. Um, a couple of people away from this uh, show and some people in this chat as well have told me that they're in a um, uh, fairly serious uh, financial um, situation at the moment. Uh, ben from Rivalry Sides says, hello, mate. Uh, ben, how are you? Um, that's the first time I've seen you in here. Um, you're in having a, having a look. And Ben got a beautiful uh, Jordan Henderson framed jersey for his, his birthday, I think, and it arrived the other day. And uh, check out his, his uh, Twitter. I think it's on his Twitter, but it looks absolutely, it absolutely, it looks top draw, absolutely top draw, Ben. Um, Nat Phillips, again, the talk comes out most days about Nat Phillips and him leaving Liverpool this January window. Again, nothing solid since we heard that Watford had bid £7 million. Um, 
nothing has come out since then. You know, there will be a couple of clubs looking. You might have to see a centre-half move in the Premier League before someone will bite on, on Nat Phillips. You know, even if uh, Tarkowski was to say leave Burnley for Newcastle or, you know... um you know, even if Lewis Dunk was prized away from Brighton, something along them lines, you might see something more solid on um, Nat Phillips. But Brighton or Watford at the moment look like the only club that have made a bid of seven million. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. That's the starting bid, but I think Liverpool want close to double that, um, even if it's a full 15 um, or it's, you know, 10, 11, 12 or add ons. I think that's where it's gone. But Liverpool have been. Um, Linked with a Hamilton academical defender called Jamie Hamilton, um, 19 um, defender. Um, they've been linked with bringing him in um, in this window. Um, young player, young potential. Um, it looks like he would be brought in to go into the 23s to earn some experience there, but keep an eye out for that name. Um, highly rated, apparently up in Scotland, has done really well with them. So uh, just keep that name on your radar. We will have a look in that in the next couple of days, see if anything more comes over. That was something I just seen quickly today. I think it was Kev threw it at me earlier. So that one is, um, that that one there, Jamie Hamilton from Hamilton Academical, 19th defender, keep an eye on that one. That was, as I said, it came in really late today and I just threw it on the list to throw that name out there. Um, and we see how it goes. But not Phillips at the moment, nothing solid on that. And there's been nothing solid on an in or out. You know, I've seen Kevin Phillips, I think, um, might have been interviewed saying about Divock Origi saying it's a no-brainer that Newcastle should go from, especially if they're being linked with the likes of Chris Wood. Um, he's saying, look, apparently Liverpool are making them available for seven million. I like I don't I don't believe that. And then you couple that with the fact that other reports are saying Liverpool won't sell a Regan unless something special comes along. Um, you know what Kevin Phillips is saying, look, he's used to playing with in big stadiums, um, in front of great support, you know, in, in pressure games, he gets goals, um, he makes sense for Newcastle. The fee wouldn't be astronomical, the wages wouldn't be a problem. Um but again, I think Divock Rigg is the key to, to most things in the movement in Liverpool this, this January, if there is to be any. I think if he leaves, Liverpool will have to do some business. And they may, you never know, something could be happening in the background. I don't know if it is. I really don't know if it is. Um, but at the moment, there's calls from some parts of the media for Newcastle to look at Divock Rigg. But again, there's, um, there's nothing. There's nothing there at the moment. Um, Mo Salah starts his AFCON uh, campaign today, four o'clock, I think, in Group D versus Nigeria. Nigeria, I think we're going in, we're Nigeria going in as one of the, one of the favourites. Um, um, but he starts that today in Group D, so the best of luck to Mo Salah. Of course, Sadio Mane, um, was it yesterday, gets the winner in the 97th minute, um, seventh minute of injury time, um, a winner for Senegal. Um, a penalty after VAR but again the African Nations has been excellent um, if you don't get a chance or if you do get a chance to watch it absolutely go and watch it um, Kosa Clapper says FSG don't want to invest they would rather cash in on them I, I get that point of view but it'd be like me selling my car for 10 grand and paying 20 grand to replace something that's the exact same and then people telling you you're tight with money. You know, we don't know. If we go down the route of cashing in on Salah, right, how much are you getting with a year left on this deal? That's the truth. Because someone will genuinely come in and go, there's 50 million quid. They will genuinely come in and say, there's 50 million quid. Because they know, come January, he can 
sort himself out with a, with a free transfer somewhere and we get nothing. You know, that's why it's so important to get this out of the way by, by May or June. Will it happen by May or June? I don't know. Um, Mark says we have outgrown our owners. It's pretty clear. Well, Mark, th- what came out in the media last um, summer when nothing really happened, Barcanate, was that 2022 um, was the year that Liverpool seen as the start of the rebirth um, or the, re- you know, revamp of this Liverpool squad. It's 2022 now. Now, we're only 11 days in, in fairness, granted. But, you know, with it, I think the only I I genuinely think they will do something in January, but I think it will be based off. Um, I think I think Divock really is huge in it, and I've no problem with that. Once it's an improvement, you know, I don't want to bring someone in just for the for the sake of it. But if you tell me you're getting, um, if you're telling me you're getting Divock Rigi and you're getting money for him, but you're going to bring in a Luis Diaz or a Danjuma or or a Rafinha, you're all over that. It has to be improvement. But as supporters, a lot, lot, we want things yesterday, you know, sort of way. But I do get people's frustrations. There's absolutely no doubt. You do get frustrations with regards to that. Um, But, you know, if you sell one and bring one in and it improves you, there's no problem there. There's absolutely no problem. Um, Ali says, Gav, it isn't about wages for Salah. It is investment in the squad he wants and ambition. FSG have to give him that contract or there will be riots in my opinion. Yeah, I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure when there was lads signing contracts like Allison and and Fabinho, Van Dijk, or whoever um, signed contracts in the summer, they'll all be asked about Mo Salah's future. Um, they most definitely will. So it's one of those where, you know, Salah will be asking those questions as well. Like you know, Salah will be looking at the squad, going, "Well, what's happening here? What are we going to do?" He's, he's definitely going to be asking the same, um, the same questions that the other lads would have been asked in the summer. Arsenal for life has come back. Um, fair play to you. Disgraceful club. Okay. Uh, trying to duck out of our game. If it was the other way around, you'd be protesting and making banners. Um, we didn't try to duck out of any game. We put the information forward in a very clear and concise manner, um, a transparent manner. And the EFL, Liverpool, and your football club came to the decision. All right. Um, so that's the first thing. A disgraceful club. If you want to, um, if you want to tell me more, go ahead. But we didn't try to duck out of any game. If it was the other way around, you'd be protesting and making banners. Um, we had a game called off against Leeds and we didn't protest and make a single banner about it. We thought it was shit because we wanted to watch football on Boxing Day, but we knew it couldn't happen. So that's that. The whole country hates Liverpool. Fair play to them. Um, we're not here to be liked. Um, usually when clubs are liked, it's because, ah, oh, they're nice, aren't they? And they do okay. Arsenal end up being liked, you know. Um, but anything, to keep you relevant, fair play to you. But at the end of the day, Liverpool ducked out of fuck all. Um, and I'm sorry for coursing that 25 past two on a Tuesday. Um, but they didn't duck out of anything. They gave information. They gave it clearly, uh, concisely. And they followed everything that was they were meant to follow. And with the assistance, as I said, of the EFL, possibly the Premier League, the FA and Arsenal Football Club, a decision was came to, agreed upon. And the game goes ahead on Thursday. What's the issue? Um, but thanks for the comment, by the way. But uh, I have a right to reply, and that is um, that is the reply. Um, I think that's about it, though, for today. Um, very little on the, on the transfer front. There's very little, small little snippets coming out. Um, I hope you enjoyed the quiz last night because it was a cracker. Um, go and go and watch or listen to it. It's available across all your Spotify's, your um, Google Pods, your 
Apple Pods, whatever it might be you're listening on. So go and check that out. And as I said, hit the like button on your way out. Subscribe if you haven't already. And if you want to share this, absolutely um, share it. And um, yeah, that's about it for today's uh, cop update. We will be back later on. Keith will be back with Kevin, Chris, uh, maybe a fourth guest. We don't know, but they they will be back tonight with a transfer agenda show. And before people jump down my throat and go, we're not doing anything. Why are you doing this? You're wasting your time. It's a transfer show about the whole Premier League. Who, what teams are looking at what players and what it could mean for other clubs and will a merry go round? All that sort of stuff. All the links out there, and the lads go and have a nice time about it at ten o'clock tonight. I'll be back at 2pm tomorrow afternoon with some more chat. And um, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.